0: Hello, and welcome back to the fifth episode of the LGBTQ Experience, brought to you by the students of College Jean Sauvé. Last episode, we discussed the identity known as gay, MLM. This time, we'll be talking about the sexual orientation lesbian, WLW. We'll be having an interview with one of our fellow managers, talking about topics like lesbian celebrities, some history, stereotypes, and more. We hope you enjoy it.
1: Hello, everyone. Welcome back to episode five of the LGBTQ Experience. Please welcome the hosts for today's episode, Lee, me, and Sophia. Hi! As you know, this episode's topic is the identity known as lesbian, WLW. Let's jump into the first definition segment, shall we?
0: When you listen to an informational podcast, you want to know what you're listening about. You already know how we are talking about the identity lesbian, WLW. However, what does it mean to be a lesbian? What does the acronym WLW mean? These are some important things to know for later on in this episode to prevent confusion. They are also very good things to remember in general.
1: Yeah, so the identity known as lesbian is a sexual orientation that describes a non-man loving a non-man. Meaning that anyone who is not a man, who only is attracted to people who are not men, can identify as a lesbian. The L in the well-known acronym LGBTQ that represents the whole community actually stands for lesbian.
0: Speaking of acronyms, people also will sometimes say WLW instead of Lesbian, which stands for Women Loving Women. Very similar to MLM like we talked about last episode. You may hear people also saying that they are sapphic, which is an umbrella term used for anyone who is a non-man that likes a non-man. For example, A non-man bisexual person could use the umbrella term sapphic. A pansexual person who is a non-man could be sapphic. However, we will go more in depth on umbrella terms like this in future episodes.
1: Yeah, so I think it's, it's really interesting how not many people know fully what each letter in the acronym LGBTQ means and... It's interesting to know that the L stands for lesbian.
0: Yeah, that's very true. Like, when I was younger, I think when we first learned, I think it was like fifth grade, when we first started learning about the LGBTQ plus community and what the acronym was, um, I was confused for like a very decent amount of time. Like, I was like, hmm, okay, I know it stands for lesbian, gay, bisexual, trans, and queer, but what do half of those mean? they were talked about but mainly i think the main one that we were talked about was gay and i actually didn't know what um lesbian meant until like seventh grade oh yeah so uh which is funny now that i'm omnisexual with a preference for women so it's just kind of it's kind of funny. and here's me a
1: lesbian yeah exactly it's yeah. just
0: like it's like one of the things i know the most about now so it's like it's kind of funny that way.
1: Yeah. You, you see, you say you started learning about that stuff in fu- in fifth grade. We actually never even were taught that stuff in school.
0: It's it's so weird. It's crazy because you're only two years older than me. Yeah, I and know. And the difference in the curriculum is just insane. I know. And I, I cannot, like, it makes me so happy to see, like, last year we, um, a school division did a presentation division-wide, um... For Pride Month and I was one of the speakers for my school yeah and I saw some of the presentations like the videos that were presented and they were like first graders participating and they were happy and they were excited and I was like two years ago that never would have happened yeah we start we started learning about the LGBTQ plus community when we were literally in fifth grade and there are kids now learning about it in first grade and I think that's just so incredible that We've come so far in a matter of just a few years. And I can't wait to see it get even bigger.
1: Yeah, definitely. Like, it took, for my school, it took one person coming out as non-binary for, like, anything to be taught or anything. And even then, like, it wasn't the teachers that were teaching us. It was that one person who eventually came out. But before that, and... Even when I was still in middle school, no, nothing was taught.
0: Yeah, like, um, uh, when I was younger, um, I often used to um, uh, pretend to have crushes on guys because I thought it was cool. This was, like, first grade, okay? Yeah. Some of the things I did, I, I literally would chase them around the schoolyard because I thought I was being cool. Yeah. Um, and I kept, whenever I thought I had a crush on someone, which I think that started, like, in fifth grade, Knowing now what crushes I've actually had, that was not a crush. I was just making it up in my head because, oh, I was friends with a guy. Because I wasn't really friends with guys when I was younger for some reason. I just always stayed around my friends who were all girls. And when I finally started getting along with other guys, it was like, do I have crushes on them? No. you just friendly with guys. So... It was confusing, and I never considered myself to be a part of the community, and I feel like if it had been taught earlier on, it may have been actually in consideration.
1: Yeah, like for those of you who don't know, I'm a trans woman, and um, I went through that little phase where, like, of like hyper masculinity there, where actually I kind of forced myself to like strictly guys, and also, like forced myself into thinking that I was MLM instead of a lesbian. Um, And that was before I came out as trans and everything like that. And it's quite interesting now to realize that that was a severe mistake to force myself to be MLM because there was no attraction whatsoever there.
0: I'm so glad that there are more people that are... Um, Being taught about um, I know we had an episode on transgender people But I think it's great that even as we're talking about this. I feel like it's great that they're it's much more recognized um, Because I know a lot of people like I I I know people who came out of came came out as trans when I was Younger and my reaction I didn't know what it was at the time because I was a lot younger, but now now um, People would know but I was like, okay, cool fun nice it was just it was normal and I I'm lucky to be brought up in a household where it was talked about very normally like that. Yeah. Um however um I think it's great that more young people are beginning to realize earlier so they don't put themselves through those things where they're forcing themselves. Yeah, definitely. I think it's great that they're actually taught about that. Me too. Hello and welcome to the stereotype segment of this episode. The hosts for this segment are Lee and Sophia, me, just like before. Today, we will be discussing stereotypes about lesbians.
1: Our first stereotype is that there has to be the man in the relationship. This is tied to a sexist belief that there has to be a man and a woman in a relationship to handle their gendered roles, like cooking or yard work. And plus, there are no men in a lesbian relationship, since lesbians are non-men loving non-men.
0: Our next stereotype is that all lesbians love sports. Like in last episode, this stereotype generalizes all lesbians. Not all lesbians like sports, and even if you are a lesbian who likes sports, that's fine. And if you don't, that's fine too. What you like to do shouldn't affect your sexuality in any way.
1: The next stereotype on the list is lesbians are always super masculine. Just because a non-man likes a non-man doesn't mean that they start acting like a guy. This is also correlated with the belief that there needs to be a masculine person in a relationship. Again, if you're a masculine lesbian, that's okay, but not all lesbians are like that. Some can be feminine or even androgynous.
0: Our next stereotype is that lesbians hate men. Lesbians don't hate men. They just aren't attracted to them. Lesbians can still be friends with men. The stereotype is rooted in misogyny and is largely baseless, just like the stereotype that feminists hate men. These stereotypes are harmful to the community and generalizes those in the community as one person. Okay, so I could go on a rant for this for like a few hours. However, I'll shorten it down a little bit. So, um, well, um, the line that says what you like and do shouldn't affect your sexuality in any way, totally agree. And I have no idea where all these stereotypes come from, where your sexual orientation defines you as a person like where in the world have you seen that possible like I have not seen a single stereotype that says straight people are all like this straight people are all like that right because in their mind it doesn't make sense no then what what's yeah you you get you get what I'm saying
1: yeah one thing that I found really funny and I was trying so hard not to laugh was that all the stereotype of all lesbians love sports like that, honestly, like, I find that, like, a really, really funny stereotype because I'm more of, a, like, a music person than a sports person. Oh, yeah, Yeah. So, like, that was really funny to me. And I've also never actually heard that stereotype being used before. I have. I
0: think it kind of plays into the more masculine yeah. uh, kind of way.
1: But, yeah, that, that was really funny to hear.
0: Another thing that just makes it so... Oh, it's just so dumb to me. Um, the one that it's like all lesbians hate men and all feminists hate men kind of what be covered. <laughs> I'm going to need to take a deep breath about this one. So all lesbians hate men. So that's like saying all straight women hate women. <laughs> like, <laughs> I know so many, like, <laughs> like, hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. Oh, like, oh my
1: gosh. like.
0: Or all straight men hate men. We all know, we all know darn well that when, as like a thing that happens when you're younger, like based on stereotypes, girls always hang out with girls and boys always hang out with boys because of the stereotyped impact. that's how it was when I was a lot younger. And that yeah. kind of plays into like how the, um, when I started having guy friends, I was like, do I have a crush on them? Like those things, right? Which yeah. is very harmful in its own. But it's like if you're gonna be supporting those stereotypes and then saying these, it's kind of contradicting just a little bit.
1: Just a little bit. Just a
0: little bit. <laughs> so it's it's just it's kind it's just like the way it sounds, like, you know darn well that if you were telling this to a homophobic person, like, oh yeah, all straight women hate other women. Like
1: Okay. Then. Can can
0: we make that make sense yeah. just for a minute? Mm-hmm. Like, it just based based on, like, your sexuality and who you like and don't like, does not mean you hate people. I don't know. It's it's so stupid. It's funny to me.
1: Yeah. Like, literally, one of my best friends is a guy, and like, I don't hate him.
0: Exactly. Like, I, literally, exactly. Some of my best friends are guys. Like, I hang out with them literally all the time. Yeah. Like. And never once have I been like, ooh. I mean, as, as an omnisexual person, I like, you know, everyone. Um, but, like,
1: everyone. With, with a
0: preference and with... No, no, please <laughs> we, We're not making new stereotypes here, okay? <laughs> um, um,
1: you heard it here first, everyone.
0: <laughs> yeah, um, all right. Uh, okay, so, um, what was I saying? I don't know. <laughs> okay, so, um... Hmm. All right. I was saying something like along the lines of, um, oh, yeah. um, When I'm hanging around my guy friends, never once in my entire life have I been like, oh, yeah, they're guys. I hate them.
1: Yeah, no, me neither.
0: Like, I'm like, oh my God, I'm so happy to see them. Like, I haven't seen them in so long. Like, one of my friends um, got a haircut today, and I was like, looking forward to seeing them all day so I could see their haircut. And they're like, oh, yeah, because you like women, you hate men. (laughs)
1: oh my gosh anyway um, yeah anyway (laughs) another harmful stereotype is that lesbians just haven't found the right man yet not only is this stereotype harmful but it is also invalidating it's just like telling an aromantic person that they haven't found the right person yet this can make a person doubt themselves and force themselves to be someone they aren't
0: yeah Just like our next stereotype, that lesbianism is just a phase. This just isn't true, since a phase is there for only part of your life, and your orientation is something that you cannot change. And nothing is worse than doubting yourself and your identity.
1: And for our final stereotype, that non-binary people can't be lesbians, this stereotype is just getting annoying. Non-binary people aren't men, and the term lesbian mean non-men loving non-men since non-binary people aren't men they can be lesbians just like how they can be gay also known as MLM
0: yeah I think the amount of times we've covered this same stereotype it's just like (laughs) it's just like yeah I don't even know what to say about it at this point because we've talked about it so much yeah same here I think um I think uh, going back up a little bit to the part that says, and nothing's worse than doubting yourself and your identity. Honestly, yeah. Like, I first identified as bisexual. I've probably mentioned this before. Um, and, you know, doubting yourself after you're trying to make a very, like, difficult decision, especially if you're unsure if you have support, in like, around you. Yeah. Because there are certain areas. Having... You finally figure it out and finally be comfortable with yourself, and someone be like, Oh, yeah, no, no, it's just like, Hold on, you don't really have the right to say that to me, do you? Yeah, (laughs) like, hmm, (laughs) yeah, that's that's kind of my thing with that.
1: Yeah, that's fair, honestly. I agree with that too. Uh,
0: well, uh, thank you for listening to our stereotype segment, and now on to the lesbian representation in media segment.
1: Online, most representation comes from animated shows or movies. Some popular shows with lesbians include She-Ra and the Princesses of Power, The Owl House, and Stranger Things. And also just a little spoiler alert for all of these shows as well. Just if you haven't watched them and you're intending on watching them, just spoiler alert here. Yeah.
0: First, we will be talking about She-Ra and the Princesses of Power. Shira is the story of Adora, a young woman who is able to transform into a superhero, Shira, and leads a group of other magical princesses in a rebellion against the evil Lord Hordak and his horde.
1: This show is very LGBTQ+ friendly and it has many queer characters, two of them being Katra and Adora. While Adora is the protagonist of the series and Katra is the antagonist, they end up getting together at the end as they were always in love with each other but were unable to g- be together because of many obstacles and people like Shadow Weaver, Hordak, and Horde Prime.
0: This case, um, I just want to point something out here. Um, I, I I can't remember if they, like, okay. But I remember when the show was first coming out and people I knew were starting to watch it. And on the internet it was all over, like, people were speculating, like, they're in love, they're in love, could this be a levy, le- could this be Oh, dear. Okay. Could this be a lesbian uh, TV show? Like, is this, like, they were speculating everywhere because they had never been confirmed that they were going to be together. Yeah. I remember when everyone was going crazy about it. Uh, And I think that's the same with a lot of the shows that we're going to be talking about. Like, um, another show we will be mentioning is The Owl House. The Owl House revolves around the two main characters, Luce Noseda, who is a bisexual, and Amity Blight, who is a lesbian, who are both in a sapphic relationship with each other. Oh, I freaked out when I saw they were together. Oh, it was so great.
1: Yes, yeah, i here. The Owl House is a story about a 14-year-old girl who discovers a portal to another realm where everyone is a fantasy creature. The show follows the relationship of Luz and Amity and how they go from enemies to lovers.
0: In the show, the most iconic scene between the two was when Luz and Amity danced together when Amity wanted to ask Luz to the Grom, which is the prom.
1: In the next show, we are going to mention... There are only a few LGBTQ characters, one of them being Robin from Stranger Things.
0: Robin Buckley's coming out scene is one of the most famous Stranger Things scenes. She came out to her friend slash co-worker Steve Harrington in the mall bathrooms after escaping the Russian guards. Steve confesses that he has a crush on Robin, but Robin is forced to come out to Steve and reveals that she's in love with one of their classmates, Tammy Thompson. In the fourth season, she has feelings for another one of her classmates named Vicky.
1: Can we just talk about um, how incredibly attractive Robin is?
0: Okay, yeah, um, yeah. Mhm, mhm. I could totally see like when I saw um, Vicky in season four, um, I was like, I could totally see them being like that witchy fairy couple that adopts like five cats. Oh, Oh,
1: one hundred percent. No question. That's about th- it. that's
0: totally that's totally what their relationship would be, and I was so hoping that Vicky would be gay and then she has a boyfriend and I'm like bro I know like she has to be bisexual like she gives off heavy gay vibes
1: I mean all day Robin I mean true true yeah. true true yeah. yeah
0: yeah uh yeah yeah, yeah. so here we, here you have it here guys so uh Lee is s- extremely attracted to Robin from Stranger Things <laughs> This is what happens when you put two friends in a room to record a podcast together. They just spill secrets of themselves everywhere.
1: <laughs> I mean, I'm not denying it. No, no, I know you're not. I um, mean, you're also slightly attracted to her as well.
0: Well, yeah, but not like, I wouldn't, yes, yes. Yeah, but there we go. Yeah, but, yeah. you know, it's not. So, it's just kind of one of those things. Like, oh, yeah, she's hot.
1: Yeah. Alrighty, and that concludes our media representation segment for this episode. Now on to the early history and flag history segment. Yay! Yay! Alrighty, we're now going to be moving on to talking about the lesbian pride flag. Later on, we'll be talking about the history behind the specific flag. However, for right now, we will be only talking about what the flag looks like and what the different colors represent.
0: The lesbian pride flag has seven different colors, all in horizontal lines. We start at the top with a dark orange that represents gender nonconformity right underneath the first one we have a lighter orange that represents independence the third color is more of a light pale orange that represents community
1: the middle color is white and it represents a unique relationship with womanhood the fifth color is light berry is light berry color the fifth color is light berry color it represents serenity and peace the next color is a darker berry color and represents love and sex and finally the last color is an even darker berry color. It represents femininity.
0: I think, like, I know we've talked about this a lot when we've talked about, like, other flags. Yeah. But I think it's cool how, like, each flag, there's always different meanings. Like, it's not like, oh, yeah, this color represents that, and it it's copy and pasted through all the other flags. Yeah. It's like it has its individuality uh-huh. kind of thing.
1: Yeah, they're all completely unique, and I really like that, I find. Yeah. Yeah. It's really neat. It really is. I might be slightly biased, but also I kind of feel like um, the lesbian flag is like the prettiest flag in my. Oh, opinion. Oh yeah, it's
0: uh, it's definitely it's yeah, it's very pretty. I I definitely agree. I've like I've never been much of like a yellow or orange person. Like I like yellow and orange yeah, colors, same here. but the lesbian flag just is like a definition of the perfect pride flag. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Yeah, I can say you're probably a little biased on that. But, yeah, you know. I think so. But, you know, I can agree. I think it's also very pretty.
1: Yeah, I mean, like, I'm more of a purple purple gal myself. Oh, same, but, like,
0: same. Purple's my favorite color, 100%. Yeah,
1: but, like, I feel like, honestly, I really appreciate... So I have a lesbian flag hanging up in my room at Yeah, I home. know, I
0: remember I saw that.
1: Yeah, and um I really like I feel like the orange parts are my favorite.
0: Yeah, I I don't know what they did or something. They probably didn't do anything. It's just the oranges they used are like the perfect shade. They of really orange. are. Like, um yeah, I uh, back to purple. I love purple. Yeah, Uh, I'm dyeing my hair purple (gasps) uh, on Saturday. Yeah. Ooh, that's exciting. Uh, I'm doing like a. Alrighty, so we are back. it up. Lee herself. I'm gonna make this super awkward awkward for you because (laughs) I'm your friend and it's super funny. (laughs) Hello. Okay, Okay. hi Lee. Uh, I definitely don't know you at all. No, Um, never. Never met you in my entire life. Nope. Uh, You're a complete stranger. Um, and I'm going to be asking you some questions about what it is to be a lesbian.
1: Awesome. Let's do this.
0: Because you're a lesbian.
1: All right. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I am. Yay!
0: Okay. Uh, welcome back to this interview that is going to be very chaotic and very entertaining. So, um, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm a great interview person, aren't I? It's yes. just great. Okay. All right. So the first question is, around what age did you find out you were slash could be a lesbian?
1: Um, so I think I just very, very recently labeled it in maybe the past maybe year or so I because in previous segments there I had talked about how I had forced myself into that um, part of like toxic like very very strong masculinity part before I came out as trans and so that included me forcing myself into thinking that I was MLM before that as well so I think that I had just... It Like, so, to confirm, I don't think I was actually ever MLM. I think I was just trying to force myself into that while I was coming to terms with being trans. And then, so now, I think, like, yeah, I think it must have been around a year, year and a half, maybe two years now ago. Uh,
0: That surprises me, because, like, I I, I know, like, when I first met you this year, because I just got into high school, because I'm a young child, um... I'm short, apparently, to Lee. Um, Yeah, you are.
1: I'm 6'2", for people wondering.
0: Yeah, I know. I'm, like, 5'5". So, yeah. Uh, We'll ignore my height for the remainder of this episode. (laughs) Um, Okay, but anyway, um, this surprises me, because when I first met you this year, Lee, I was like, oh, like, she looks like she's known she's trans for, like, at least a little while. And I'm like, like, oh, yeah, she's very confident in herself, like, absolute icon like we love you, right no because when i first met you i was like this person is so cool i want to be friends (laughs) with them um because you were so just fun when i first met you it was like the first gsa meeting thank
1: you you're really fun too
0: i'm glad that's my goal in life Um, (laughs) to be fun yeah and also to be completely hyperactive entertaining and probably a little bit goofy all right Uh, yeah anyway (laughs) so this is another question um that you know uh Yeah, (laughs) another question. Uh, What has been your experience so far with being a lesbian, and what are the differences between home, school, and work?
1: Alrighty, so this is a very interesting one, and I have a lot of stuff to talk about for this one. Um, So for home, honestly, it's been perfectly fine. I think that, like, my parents are very good with it. They're quite accepting and everything like that. At school, um honestly it's been fine because I feel like it's been okay because there's already like so our school has quite a large queer community as well so I feel like because there's like already a lot of people who aren't necessarily straight at our school it kind of helps build that accept or it kind of helps build that acceptance and also that it's sort of like not necessarily that weird thing compared to maybe other schools where having homosexual relationships and stuff isn't as normal. And then when it comes to work and that kind of thing for privacy, re- for privacy reasons I'm gonna keep where I work out of this, but a lot, I think almost everybody on my team is actually not straight so it's honestly not a problem And it's been quite great because we can just talk about that kind of thing at work and nobody's going to be judged.
0: I think that's really great that you're able to be in a work environment, especially that's good like that. Because work, you're going into like a place, you know, there's like I knew there was a GSA at CJS. things like that so you know there's some kind of sport with work it's like your boss could be the most homophobic person to ever exist right like you don't know
1: yeah exactly so
0: it's um i'm glad that you're in a place where that's um safe um and you know your highlights of work are also me coming to bother you
1: oh my gosh yes sophia has been to bother me at work before (laughs) a couple times yeah
0: i know um but uh yeah, in all seriousness, um, because I, I joke a lot, um, but um, in all seriousness, I'm very glad that you've had a very good experience as your friend. I think that's great because you deserve it.
1: Yeah. Oh, thank you. I'm very glad of it, too. <laughs>
0: yeah. All right. So I think, you know, we kind of answered this question, but I think, you know, it's a good one to ask anyway. Have you been greeted with support or negativity?
1: Um, so in general, there's been a lot of support, whether it's at home at school or at work, but also there have been some times and just out and about where maybe people are, let's say, not as accepting about it. So for those of you who don't know me, I wear, like, I have a little lesbian patch on my backpack and that kind of thing. And so sometimes people are a little bit judgy about it and that kind of thing. So... Yeah, but normally people are very accepting, and honestly, just a lot of people don't really care, because it's, nowadays it's such a normal thing for not everybody to be completely straight or everything like that.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think, um, it makes me really sad, like, you know, you know, even, like, when I was still identified as straight, because that was only, like, I think it's been one year since I started realizing that I was not straight, um... I, I was, you know, very, like, against homophobia, transphobia, all that stuff. It's just really, really bugs me, which I bet you can all relate to. <laughs> but um, hearing especially discrimination to my friends really gets me upset. Like, just to, in general, it makes me upset, but, like, when it's your friends, like, you notice it. You really see it, and it bugs me because they're such sweet people, and you're like, bruh. Why? I don't know if that's the same with you. But it's just, it's really annoying to me.
1: Yeah, that's the same here for me as well. Yeah. That's definitely what I feel.
0: Um, speaking of um, slight discrimination, it's kind of a sad topic, but, you know, it needs to be talked about for, you know, things like that. Uh, yeah. uh, what are some stereotypes you've heard yourself?
1: Um, um, actually, so, yeah, there has been, like, one stereotype that I've actually experienced, and it was, like, that all lesbians think that men are like gross or like that we all hate men and that kind of thing which um isn't true um one of my best friends is literally a guy and honestly if you're a good person then i don't think you're gross but and this goes for literally anyone but like if you're not necessarily a great person then i mean Go away. I probably won't like you then. Go away. Yeah.
0: Yeah, we're not your kind of people. Go away. (laughs) 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 Yeah. um, Yeah. I think that's. Um. You know, it sucks that you've had to experience stereotypes before. I mean, they're as you know we've talked about so much before, and that's why we do stereotype segments. um, Stereotypes are very impactful. Like they make such an impact to people and their opinions and views and they're very harmful even if it's like a small joke or like a one thing it still can cause a lot of just stuff (laughs) to go down so um yeah and I think talking about stereotypes like this is very important uh this one's a um Uh, One that I think is also very important. I mean all of these are very important questions But Mm -hmm. I think this one especially is like what would you say? um, To people struggling to accept they are a lesbian.
1: Oh Boy, okay, let's see here. So one thing that I would definitely say is Don't be afraid if you put a label on it that you think That you're gonna have to stick with that label that you're lesbian for the rest of your life your sexuality can definitely change As time goes on so if you think you're a lesbian now then I mean don't be afraid if you want to to put a label on it because nobody's gonna hold you to it and if they do then that's not right and just know that that's not accurate that year and that your sexuality can always change
0: I think that's like really true Uh, I've been talking a lot during this, and, like, this is your interview, so I'm gonna kind of shut up a little bit, um, but, um, uh, one thing I do want to say about that is I think it's, like, I remember I felt very pressured, that's, like, oh, if I think I'm this, I have to wait, like, five months to be sure, because I was, like, am I, or am I not, and then I was, like, hmm, and then when I was finally comfortable with it, I was, like, Hmm, I don't want to change. I don't want to change my label. And then, yeah, but I did. And, you know, I think that's really true. I think I'm think i glad you said that.
1: Yeah, I've definitely, I've definitely waited that five month grace period, you know, yeah. before putting a label on it, thinking <laughs> yeah. about whether or not I, sh- whether or not I actually am a certain sexuality <laughs> or something like that. So.
0: Yeah, I uh, I'm a very impatient person. So when I first started thinking that I was, I was very to it. I was like, "Yes, I am bisexual." Well, okay. Uh, I just moved something here. Okay. I am bisexual. There's no changing it 100%. And then I was like, maybe I'm wrong.
1: <laughs> maybe
0: uh, I'm wrong. <laughs> yeah, I have I have anxiety, guys. So <laughs> that was one of my maybe thought. I'm a lot of um I am a big what if or if am I wrong or this kind of person. So um, that was, like, I was so on it, and then I was not, and then I was, like, my friend who told me who would also come out to bisexual as me, uh, who would also come out to bisexual, um, could also come out as bisexual to me, um, was, like, yeah, it took me, like, a long time to figure it out, and I was, like, am I being too fast? Am I being too fast? Hmm, hmm, I'm just gonna say, I'm straight, and then I was, like, no, I'm bi-curious, guys, and then I was, like, mm, no, I'm bi, so, you know, it does take time, I think a lot of accepting yourself too, I still struggle with accepting myself sometimes, uh, just because of all the stuff that's going on in the world right now, and I know that, you know, (laughs) that's something we're gonna have to work with, um, but, uh, this, this next question, um, it's kind, it's kind of like, um, it's kind of similar. Uh, to like, I think the first one we did, but it's also, you know, it still has its differences. So, uh, what made you realize that you might be queer? Women. Very good answer. All right, let's move on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that that's probably the yeah best answer you could to that. <laughs> <laughs> no.
1: Yeah. Um, in all honesty, I think it was that like, so when I was going through that phase of, Forcing myself into thinking that I was MLM, I think I got to a point where I realized, you know, being in a relationship with a man just isn't for me, and that honestly, that's not something that I think I would ever be interested in because of being a lesbian. And I think that thought process there actually really confirmed it for me, and like it didn't happen overnight, but it it was kind of over a couple weeks where I was kind of figuring out, thinking mm-hmm. about that,
0: kind of like a realization. Yeah,
1: more or less. Yeah. yeah.
0: How was your experience when growing up as a lesbian or a closeted lesbian?
1: Hmm, that's a difficult one. I'm not really sure, cause like, huh, I feel like it wasn't necessarily. Terrible, but it was also kind of confusing when I was younger because, like I had Mm -hmm. said, like we weren't taught that we weren't taught about the community and that kind of thing in school. So, um, but yeah, because like I've all like since a very, very, very young age maybe like six years old, maybe younger than that I've always known that I was trans and with being pushed, the like you know, the straight stereotype and everything like that of where you have to be straight and that kind of thing. I think it was definitely very confusing for me because of that. So I'm thinking to myself, well, if I transition into presenting more as a woman, then I'm going to be kind of pressured into that stereotype of liking men. But then I didn't realize or I wasn't aware that being a lesbian was a thing. So. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's almost like, you know, if it doesn't exist, like, because you didn't know it existed, if it doesn't exist, then how could I possibly uh, identify with that? Yeah, exactly. Um, which I think it's good, like, now we have, you know, um, more representation about it. Yeah. Um, All righty, so um, this kind of wraps up uh, the interview uh, but what is a message you would like to share with our listeners? Hmm. Hmm. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Let's see here. Um, I really think that like, don't be afraid to experiment with your sexuality and that kind of thing. And if you don't want to put a label on your sexuality that's okay as well, you can 100% be unlabeled, and that will, nobody will judge you for that. We, in the future, we're gonna have an episode talking about the whole unlabeled mm, part of the community yeah. and that kind of thing.
0: Yeah, and we, we, we're planning ahead a lot. We have a lot planned ahead for this year.
1: I yes, think. be very excited. Be,
0: yeah, be very excited. We have, um, hopefully we won't um, get behind, because I know we're a little behind in our episodes at the moment. However, uh, it's all right because we have a lot more content to come, so, um, uh, yeah, uh, just, uh, keep your eyes open for a notification or something that we have made a new episode, um, but, yeah, um, I'm not sure what segment is after this one, I think it is the lesbian celebrity segment, yeah, it is. that is a fun segment. All right, well, we'll see you there. Thank you for listening to our little interview. Bye, guys. Thank Bye. you for having
1: me for the interview as well. We. Oui. Hello. Now, Sophia and I will be talking about a lesbian celebrity. To start, there are so many lesbian celebrities out there. It was very hard to choose which one to do for our segment. After some debate, we have chosen the celebrity known as Kalani.
0: For those who don't know, Kalani is known for being a singer slash songwriter. She mostly sings pop and R&B. Kalani is originally from Oakland, California in the United States of America. They they originally became famous from being in a group called Pop Life. Not only does Kalani identify as a lesbian, she also uses she, they pronouns. We will make sure to include both of their pronouns in this segment.
1: Kalani was born on April 24, 1995 and is currently 27 years old. However, by the time we release this episode, her birthday will only be around a month away, which means they will soon be 28. Happy early birthday!
0: Actually, um, this episode is being released a little bit later, so it'll be actually pretty close to when her birthday is. Kalani came out as a lesbian on April 22, 2021, via a TikTok video. For the longest time, Kalani had identified as bisexual slash queer. However, in their video, she explained how she finally knew she was a lesbian
1: says that when she came out their family said we know duh this was not much of a surprise for her fans as most of them already had guessed long ago Kalani even said I just wanted y'all to know that everybody but me knew
0: yeah I think like I when I when I was looking for celebrities to do this segment on uh, I had never heard of her before I mean I had I think it was like once but um i think this is i think it's great that uh, uh i think it's um you know great that she was greeted with a lot of support as most of her community had already known so that's that's great for them
1: yeah same here it was also really awesome that their parents were like well we already know yeah that, like that's mm, not a surprise to
0: like us. girl you're b- mm, you expected us not to know like mm.
1: <laughs> yeah definitely yeah i think
0: that's i think that's great mm-hmm. um Kalani has mentioned several times before that due to being straight and cisgender presenting played a role to their success. She understands the privilege that they have to get where she is today. They have said that when they walk down the street, the people don't say, oh, she's definitely queer, because of how she presents herself. Other people who present more stereotypically gay may not have the same privilege.
1: Kalani states that they have been super lucky with their career with her privilege, and understands that it is much more difficult for others. Others like trans people, black gay men, etc. Kalani
0: has done several things for her community, but they stated that their proudest moment that year was partnering with Fashion Nova to donate $50,000 towards LGBTQ centers in the U.S. Kalani has always used her platform, their resources, and art to help others. This money has gone to help LGBTQ homelessness, mental health programs, at-risk teens, fostering, etc., We can't thank them enough for what she has done.
1: Honestly, I think that's really amazing that they partnered with Fashion Nova to be able to do that.
0: I know. Like, I feel like a lot of the celebrities that we've covered, like, I I feel like it's hard to find exact things that they've done to help the community. But, Mm -hmm. like, this first thing, first article, like, totally. And the fact that she's, you know, she was talking about it all over the place, like, using her platform for good. I think it's great that they're using, you know, their um you know like resources resources and and impact and influence to help people
1: yeah same here which
0: is just incredible
1: please go check out Kalani's socials and her music we hope that they continue using their platform for good and wish her the best of luck with what's yet to come with that thank you very much for listening to us talk about the amazing celebrity Kalani This brings episode 5 of the LGBTQ Experience to a close. As always, if you would like to learn more about what it means to be a lesbian, WLW, then we will have many different resources in the description of the episode. Thank you all for tuning in, and we will see you all in the 6th episode of the LGBTQ Experience.